This podcast is sponsored by FortuneFavors.ie. FortuneFavors.ie is a home workout equipment store and your one-stop shop for all home gym equipment. They are well known for their adjustable dumbbells, which combine 15 different weights in one dumbbell. They have both 24kg and 40kg adjustable dumbbells. Check the link in the bio of this episode for more information. So you're all very welcome along to yet another episode of the GA Statsman podcast. And I'm your host, Matthew Hurley here, joined by GA Fan TV host Aaron Prendergast, just to review the hurling action for this weekend. In the next episode of the podcast, we'll view the football for this weekend. Obviously, there was football last weekend. This is the first week of the hurling. So very interesting weekend in store. Just to remind you all, we are sponsored today by FortuneFavors.ie as usual. If you use the code STATSMAN11 at checkout, you can get 11% off the best gym equipment around. So that's STATSMAN11, all caps, and you get 11% off. So first of all, Aaron, like, um, how are you? Like, you know, the football started last weekend. The hurling this weekend, like, I see this week from Colin Parkinson talking about the various leagues and stuff and hurling over the last few weeks. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a weird situation for going to the hurling because most of the teams, as far as I can gather anyway, don't really care about the league. Yeah, like it's a strange one, all right. With the, I suppose first of all, yeah, cheers, Matthew, for for having me on your show. Um, yeah, great to be on. Yeah, like as you as you were saying there, like with the with the hurling league, it's yeah, it's it's kind of a weird one, all right. Like I think a lot of supporters as well aren't really that interested. Like even myself, I'm kind of like, I didn't get around to doing a preview on my own show this week, but I don't even know if there's a huge interest there really in the hurling league. Like I think maybe towards the end of the league, it starts to get maybe a bit interesting around the semi-finals or the final. Um, you know, last year, like when Waterford played Cork, I think it was in the final. It was a you know fairly interesting final, and obviously a great moment and a great day for Waterford. But when you look back at Waterford's season, I doubt as many fans at the end of the year that were thinking, "Oh, it was a great year. We won the league." Because obviously they got knocked out of the championship in the round robin. So it's kind of a strange one, all right. And like the further you, because in the league, obviously you have a semi final and then a final. It means like you have to play way more games leading up to the Munster round robin, which leads obviously to more risk of injuries and I guess a bit of a burnout with what we've seen from Waterford last year. So, you know, you know, maybe the actual, actually the best approach is to kind of treat it like how Limerick have treated it, where, you know, you try out some of your under 20 players, your young players, your club players, kind of slowly phase your senior players back in. But generally speaking, it's going to be more of a, you know, just, just getting like a pre-season competition because obviously a lot of these teams as well, they've no real risk of relegation. And even if they do go down, they'll just bounce back straight up anyway. So, um, so yeah, like it, it's it's a strange one with the league, but at the same time, it will be interesting to see the new managers and some of the new players and some new storylines potentially developing. I suppose so. And when you look at the hurling, like I was thinking about this last night, um, when you look at the 12 teams, there's three teams that are at risk of relegation, probably Antrim, Leash and Westmead. You then have a team that don't care whatsoever in Limerick. And then you have teams that are under new management, under a bit of a transition. You look at Cork, Kilkenny, Tipperary, Watford, and of course your own county, Dublin. And then I think there's three teams that could easily go for the league to get a trophy on the board, specifically probably Galway, Clare and Wexford, who Wexford particularly do well in the league usually in the last few seasons. So do you think it'll be the same way this year as uh, I just explained it there? Yeah, like I think it could be all right. Like I suppose because even looking at 
like when, when you look at the league tables as well, like just looking at them here, like looking at Division One A, like you, you've got Westmead, who are probably a fairly obvious pick to to be in the relegation playoff, and then in One B, like you probably have Leash, maybe Antrim. So it is, as you said, like probably one of them scenarios, really, where for the likes of Tipperary, for the likes of you know Limerick, Galway, Kilkenny, who are in Division One A, like they don't, there's no huge risk there. Like even if they lose three or four games. It's not that big of a deal because they will avoid relegation. Like they're they're gonna be, you know, Antrim, Leash, or Westmead, depending on what division you're in. So, um, you know, and it, it probably is one of them things as well where you know which teams of the greatest panels, which teams of the greatest squad depth. You know, Kilkenny have got a huge amount of hurlers to pick from, like up and you know all around Kilkenny. So they're usually quite strong in the league. I think Limerick do have a lot of very very good under twenty players, but it's probably just been one of them where. You know, they've, they've lost a couple of games and Kylie probably just looked at it and thought, look, let's just warm up for, you know, the main competition. And then, you know, it's probably a tournament maybe where some teams can prove themselves. Like Waterford last year really needed silverware, so they went out and got it. And, you know, maybe for the likes of Cork this year, like the league could be quite important because they want to get, a you know, a major trophy on the board, um, especially for the Munster county, counties as well. Because when you think about it, like Limerick are probably going to win the Munster title and the All Ireland. Let's be honest. So that so for the other what four Munster counties in there, obviously because there's no Kerry, like it's a massive, massive opportunity for either one of them four to pick up a piece of silverware. Which at this moment in time, for a lot of the Munster counties, it's very hard for them to pick up any silverware. So, um, definitely for the likes of the Munster counties, anyway, especially with new managers coming in, it's the perfect competition to target. But at the same time, you can't blame any managers for really not treating this that seriously. Exactly. So so I suppose we'll get into the games anyway. Um, The first game at the weekend is on at 2 o'clock in Corrigan Park in Belfast between Antrim and Kilkenny. Coincidentally, two um, club sides from the respective counties played the all Ireland club final a few weeks ago in Dunloy, Cullens against Ballyhead Shamrocks. Again, Ballyhead won in the end. With no controversy like the Kilbacode and Lane game, I think it's gone in under the radar a tiny bit there. But um, it is on at 2 o'clock on BBC um, iPlayer or BBC Northern Ireland, wherever is your preference. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting game here. Like Antrim, it's home fortress, really, Corrigan Park. But for Kilkenny, under new management to Derek Lane, like, first of all, it's going to be weird not seeing Brian Cody on the sideline. Yeah, it is. like, And I think that's the, the big sort of major storyline maybe to take away from this one is the fact that you won't have... Brian Cody on the sideline. I think um, it's it's going to take a bit of getting used to, really. It's nearly like watching a completely new team or something because I think, like, for myself and my entire lifetime, I don't remember any other manager managing Kilkenny and obviously same for you and probably same for a lot of people who are listening to this as well. So, um, and I think for, for Derek Ling, like, they'll want to, he'll want to put his own stamp on it though at the same time and, you know, like, even looking at it, like the under twenty championship, like I remember Billy Drennan looks very good from a Kilkenny perspective. I think he might have been in around top scores or sort of around that range. Like I remember him shooting the lights out at different times. He could be a very young, up and coming player to potentially watch coming in for this Kilkenny side. Um, and then I suppose from an Antrim point of view, as you said there, like a lot of those lads playing for Dunloy, and obviously a lot of the Kilkenny lads playing for Kilkenny as well, or playing for Ballyhill Shamrocks as well. But the, the thing probably is is that. Kilkenny have more sort of depth in their squad, whereas Antrim probably don't. So it will be interesting to see if the likes of Keelan Malloy and Kieran Clark and these lads actually, you know, feature for Antrim. But at the same time, like in Corrigan Park as well, it's always a fortress. So um, yeah, it should be an exciting game. 
what do you expect the old this year for Mantra? Because a lot of people are thinking they'll go down and things like that. They won the Joe McDonough Cup last year. And um, despite Kerry putting up a late fight back, but how do you think Antrim will actually perform this season? Leach are obviously gone for the Leinster Championship. Mm-hmm. You have Westmead there now, who, who are making the strides themselves. And we'll see how they get on in Division 1A in the league. But like, um, how do you think Antrim will do? Do you think they'll stay up comfortably this year? Or would they, will they still be in a relegation battle come Championship? Yeah, like it's a it's a hard one, all right. Like I suppose when you're looking at it, like I mean, it, especially when it comes around to championship, like it's going to be between them and Westmead. I think realistically in the in the Leinster championship, um, and I suppose if they if they can like because Westmead obviously like they'll be looking to kick on a bit as well. Like they obviously took like they drew at Wexford, quite a close-ish enough to actually beat in Dublin as well, and caught and, and competed very well with Kilkenny. So. It's gonna to be tough for Antrim, all right. Like I think you're just kind of looking at it, and and it might. But I think they normally play. Do they play a playoff with the John McDonough mm. winners? Um, I'm not sure though. I think there was something with um the Kerry. If Kerry got through, they would have played Tipperary, but mm. I don't think it happens for Leinster counties at all. So yeah, yeah. So like it's really gonna be down to that game between themselves and and Westmead. Realistically, like I think because Corrigan Park, it is a tough place to go. But I do think teams are a lot more aware of what happened, obviously, since the, you know, Clare, since they beat Clare and Drew at Wexford a couple of years ago. But, like, they do have a couple of good up-and-coming players. Um, and Hurland's obviously very strong in Antrim at the minute. Like, you know, it'll be great to see Conor McCann sort of break more back into the side as well. And, um, you know, some very, very good hurlers. So, like, it'll be tough for them. But, you know, like, between themselves and Westmead, it's one of them. Like, they've played Westmead a lot of times in the Joe McDonough themselves. And, there's very little between them a lot of the time. So, um, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see sort of how they approach the league as well. I think playing Division One as well, like, re- you know, really helps them prepare for some big tests. So, it'd be interesting to see how they approach this game. And do you think Kilkenny are gone in under the radar a small bit? Because I know they have new manager in Derek Lane, but you look at the Ballyhale players coming in, like Owen Cody, he's an exceptional player, TJ Reid. You still have Walter Walsh in and around the panel as well. You have Joey Holden in the back line. You have Mikey Butler, who's Young Player of the Year. Last season, you have Owen Murphy, probably one of the best goalkeepers in the country. So, for that reason, and considering they pushed Limerick all the way in that order of final, and they had, I think, on the day, they had 14 different scores as well, which was incredible in its own right. So, Tinkle Kenny, in many people's eyes, are gone in under the radar. Yeah, I think they probably are in some respects. Like, I think, I think a lot of people are maybe nearly dismissing them in some ways because of the fact that Brian Cody isn't there and because Brian Cody... I suppose in more ways than one really did work as wonders, like with Kilkenny, with the fact that, you know, the amount of all Orleans he won, but not only that, the fact that Kilkenny were so close to Limerick last year. So there probably is maybe a, a general consensus that, you know, like I think a lot of people look at, you know, when Ferguson left Man United and everything else and sort of the, you know, the follow on from that demand to replace him and everything else. But, you know, you only have to look at Tyrone, for example, when Mickey Hart stepped away. No, no, maybe it's a little bit different given the fact that Brian Cody had led Kilkenny to an All-Ireland. I don't think people would have been disappointed in Kilkenny at all if he had stayed on. Whereas maybe there had been a feeling amongst Tyrone supporters that it was time for someone like Mickey Hart to step away. But yeah, I think, I think you know, Derek Lynn coming in, he's maybe not like a huge high profile name, you know, even, even by Kilkenny standards. Like he probably doesn't have the same name as a... Henry Shefflin or the same name as an Eddie Brennan, for example. Um, but look, he's been there, like he's been part of Brian Cody's setups. He's been, you know, in the backroom team. He knows the tactics. Like he'll realistically, I don't actually expect too much to change, really. Um, 
you know, I'm sure Derek Ling will want to maybe put his own stamp on it and bring maybe a few new players into the side. But yeah, like I, I think when it comes to the business end of the championship, like I think Limerick are the front runners, but I think there's probably a group of counties underneath Limerick, like uh, Kilkenny, Clare, Cork, Galway. I think that are all sort of in in the bracket of a chance, but. Um. Yeah. Like I certainly wouldn't be ruling out Kilkenny of of doing that special this year. And in a word, who do you think will win this game? Will Antrim pull off a shock in Cork and Park, or do you think Kilkenny will uh, live and um, keep going as they left off from last season after putting in some decent performances? Yeah. Like I think this could be one of them games where maybe a half time there's only two or three points in it, and you're sort of looking at it and thinking Antrim are doing quite well here. Like they're competing quite well, but I think the further the game goes on the further Kilkenny will pull away. Like, they like they had a very good under-20 team last year. There's a lot of good lads to come into the side, like Billy Drennan, like I mentioned before. Um, and I think, you know, at, at the more the game goes on, they'll, they'll make a couple of changes. And I think they probably will win by probably seven or eight points in the end. Um, which probably wouldn't be the worst result for Antrim either. I think the main thing for Antrim, really, in this one will probably just be to stay in the game as much as possible because... Um, the last thing they'd want is to get a hiding in the opening day of the league and for Kilkenny to be 10-15 points up at half-time. But as you were saying as well, like the Dunloy lads will take a lot of confidence from how they competed against Ballyhale. Um, you know, and a lot of those Dunloy lads could play in this game, but a lot of the Ballyhale lads mightn't play. So um, that might maybe give them a, a bit of confidence. But in saying that, I think I would expect Kilkenny to, to win by seven or eight points. Yeah, I'd probably go the same margin. I'd probably go around the same margin, to be honest with you. I think Kilkenny are a decent side. Maybe going under the radar and you look at Antrim. I think they'll stay up. I think they'll do well against Westmead. But um, yeah, for this game particularly, I think Kilkenny would just have too much. The next game is in Division 1B on uh, the Saturday. It's Tipperary against Leash on Simple Stadium at 5, five o'clock. Like, this is a weird game in many ways. Like Tipperary also bring in Liam Cahill as a new manager. Like That's an inspired appointment. But when you look at their performances last year... It was near on dreadful for a temporary standards, particularly. And Leash got relegated for the All Ireland Championship, losing heavily to Westmead that last game. And now they're the Joe McDonough Cup this year under new management themselves as well. So, yeah, I'd say it's a bit of a downer this game, don't you think? Yeah, like it's probably a bit of a, a bit of a strange one. All right, like it is. It is probably maybe going to be a bit of a, a, a weird atmosphere, nonetheless. But. Again, I suppose with Tipperary and obviously their their new manager coming in and in, in Liam Cahill and we know obviously the great work that he's done with the Tipperary under twenties, um, winning all Ireland and of course obviously his work with Waterford leading to an all Ireland final and also a league title. So it'd be interesting to see uh, Liam's approach because definitely with Waterford last year they were really really strong in the league as we very well know and I think you know especially with. Liam Cahill and you look at how he sets up their side it's all about consistency and it's all about standards and sort of starting the right way and building from that so that's why I think Tipperary might be a real strong case of winning the league to be honest with you you know especially when you look at some of the young lads that you know have been on the fringes in the last couple of years and some of the very good hurlers they have already in the likes of Jason Ford and you know Shamey Callan could potentially be back from back from injury now and possibly make a bit of a feature for this Tipperary side. And although there have maybe been a few retirements and players leaving, like they have a great bunch of young players coming through the ranks at the moment. And yeah, like I think from Tipperary for a Tipperary perspective, it's a massive opportunity. But for Leash as well, like I mean, obviously the likes of Patrick Purcell has been very good there the last couple of seasons. 
James Duggan, I remember, is a player that I've been hearing about for a good few years for Leash, sort of up and coming. Hasn't really made an impact into the senior team, but he might maybe be a player to to watch this weekend because um, I, I would expect him to make some sort of feature for the Leash side. So, um, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting, but you would fully expect Tipperary to come through and get the win. You probably would, yeah. It's a weird one in Tipperary. They performed absolutely terribly last season, the Munster Championship particularly. But then you look at the young players they have. Mark Kehoe, who's a brilliant goal scorer. You have Jake Morris there. You have Garrod O'Connor for the UN team, who's an excellent player as well. You have Craig Morgan, I think he's injured at the moment, but still a very good player. You have Hogan and goal, still very good. Shane McCandon coming back into the team as well. You have Noel McGrath there. You have Liam McGrath. So there is quality in this Tipperary team. And you have a quality manager, Liam Cahill. So do you think this is kind of a year where Tipperary will shock everybody? I think it could be all right because, like, I was even doing some stats on the under twenty championship last year and just looking at some top scorers. And I know Cole Shelley was another one as well, who who looks very good for Tipperary. So he might be one to possibly make a bit of a breakthrough. So yeah, like I think Tipperary are maybe going under the radar quite a bit, to be honest. Like I fully expect them to, you know, have sort of brushed off the cobwebs from last year. And like, if I was a betting man, I'd look at Tipperary not at winning an All Ireland, but maybe getting to a semi final or final. Like I think. It's weird putting them in the bracket as a surprise package because, you know, they're one of the most successful counties of all time. I think they're the third, second most successful county maybe in history of Hurland. They're up there with Cork and Kilkenny anyways. Um, so having them as a surprise package seems a little bit strange. But, like, you look at the talent levels that they have and the young players, like you mentioned, um, like Jake Morris has been sensational the last couple of years. And um, you have a lot of very, very good players there. So... Yeah, I think I think Tipperary, there's a lot to be excited for there. And I think with Liam Cattle coming in, you know, he, he's definitely the perfect man to hopefully lead these young players towards success. I think it's pretty obvious that Tipperary will win this game anyway. I agree with you, Tipperary mm. will win this game. But just a little word on Leash, because I look at their young players. You talk about James Duggan, I'm doing Sigurdsson, or sorry, Fitzgibbon Cup um, stats at the moment. I think he's one of the main scorers for one college anyway. Tomas Keyes is doing very well for SETU Carlo as well. You have Paddy Purcell, you have Stephen Picky Marr there. And let's not forget, Leach reached an all Ireland quarterfinal in 2019. And they pushed Tip really all the way in that as well. So, like, where has it gone wrong for Leach over the last few seasons, do you think? Like, they've excited players, there's no doubt. But do you think the loss of Eddie Brennan perhaps has derailed Leach a small bit? Yeah, like, because I, th- I think with Eddie Brennan, they were always very organised as well. And they were very set up defensively. They didn't concede too much. Um, and then they had this knack of shocking teams, like, obviously, when they beat Dublin a couple of years ago. Um, so they probably do have they, they probably were very well coached under Eddie Brennan um, in fairness and obviously things probably went a little bit sour in terms of how that finished and, and everything else but yeah like I think from a from a leash perspective there as you said they've a lot of you know a good few sort of players coming through but I think maybe what probably hurt them as well is like like it can't be easy when you are playing in the in the Leinster Championship and you're getting beat week in, week out. Like it's very hard to build confidence, you know, when you're losing games. And I actually think them going down to the John McDonough Cup, I think that will benefit them this year because they'll be able to win games, they'll be able to they'll be targeting games for wins and, and possibly get a trophy. And, you know, I, I think the main reason why that leash side beat Dublin in twenty nineteen was because of their John McDonough Cup success. And that, and they were very competitive with Tipperary, obviously, in the quarterfinals as well. So, you know, you do see that with teams coming up from the John McDonough. There's confidence there. Like, they don't fear anything where when you're getting a hiding week in, week out, as Leash were, a lot of the time, like, that has to take a massive effect on confidence. And, you know, lads not wanting to maybe, you know, play and everything else. So, 
Um, yeah, like I think it's a strange one because you you don't want to go up to the Leinster Championship and get relegated, but you, you kind of need to take a chance and get up there. Um, so it is a tough one, all right. But yeah, like I think hopefully for this year anyway, but a few of those young, a few of those young lads, they they can be more competitive in these games. Absolutely, and uh, hopefully for Leisha's sake anyway, Willie Marr, who's the new manager of the team, um, instills a bit of confidence into them in the Joe McDonough Cup and possibly they could win us and uh, gain more confidence like they did in 2019. And um, we're moving on to Division 1A of this division, which, as you mentioned before, Aaron, there's five clear, very good sides, and then you have Westmead, of course, in that division. I'm sure Westmead will do well in this division, but um, they're probably favourites to go down indeed. But um, you look at the 5pm throw, and first of all, live at TG Carr from... Chadwick's Wexford Park, Wexford against Galway. This is an interesting tie. Like people might seem to forget this, but Wexford drew against Galway last year. And the thing mm. is with Wexford, they're a weird enough team, all right, because they drew against Galway, they beat Kilkenny, they should have beaten Clare on any other day. Like they were miles ahead of Clare, I think, for the first 60 minutes, and then Clare put on a show in the last 10 minutes. But at the end of the day, they drew against Westmead and they lost to Dublin at home. So like Wexford are one of them teams that they pull off very impressive results and then the next day against the team that they kind of expect to beat, they flop. Yeah, like it, it is a strange one, all right, because I remember last year like they lost at home to Dublin as well and, and everyone was thinking that was a huge defeat because a lot of people were expecting Wexford and Dublin to be, you know, competing for that third spot. And then, as you said, like they went and, um, you know, snatched the draw against Galway when they looked down and out at times in that game and then obviously went to Kilkenny and beat them. So, you know, it's a strange one for for Dara Egan. Like, I think he's he has done a very good job so far. Um, and I probably last year probably was a bit of a transition from the Davy Fitz era. Um, but they've had a lot of very very good hurlers, and I think last year maybe they showed that. I think the general consensus a lot of the time from neutrals is that when you don't have Lee Chin available, the standards drop. But I think last year when they didn't have him available, they still looked very good at times. So. You know, I think for Wexford, like they're definitely they're another one of those sides, maybe a bit like Tipperary, um, you know, and maybe a bit like Waterford as well. Like they're a potential dark horse that could cause a surprise or two. So, um, like I think, yeah, like because I think that, like last year as well, like there was a couple of times they looked really good, but then as you said, they just looked poor. So I think consistency will be the big thing for for Dara Egan this year. When you look at Galway, then uh, I see your uh, your uh, video at the start of the year predicting Galway would go on and win the league, which to to an extent I definitely agree. Like uh, Clare would be up there as well, and Galway are one of them teams that need to get a trophy on the board. But you look at Galway's young players. I mentioned the Fitzgibbon Cup before. Like there's some very impressive players. There, Ian McGlynn's a good one from centre back. Evan Nyland is still in that competition. He's the top scorer for play and the top scorer overall as we speak as well. And also you have Brian Cannon in that team as well. So. In some ways, they are missing Joe. And Dane Henry is implementing his stamp on the team. And then you look at the performance against Limerick in the all semi semi-final last year, where on another day, they could have even beat the all-conquering uh, treaty. So, like, do you think Galway will even get better this year under Henry? I think so, yeah. Because like, I think last year, like, there was a lot of question marks over them, like with the fact that, obviously, Joe Canning had retired and... You're thinking like who are the players to, to sort of make the make the step up and sort of put, push themselves on, but no, like I think they've had a lot of very very good players. Like as you said before, you know some of the young lads who sort of made the step up, the likes of Evan Nylands, the likes of Brian Cocannon, I think has been a player that looks very good sort of at the start of 2021. But last year we really start we we start to see more of the best of them out of 
you know, um, you know, I think in 2021 when things went sour for Galway, performances maybe dropped a bit. But you know, Tom Monaghan was another player I was very impressed with. Um, Cahamani and Porikmanian. So like they have a lot of very very good players Galway. Um, and I think Henry Shefflin for his first season to get them to a semi final and get them, you know, as close as they were to beating Limerick. Like I remember when they got that goal as well in the second half, and you were thinking like it's definitely on here. They could really cause a surprise. Um, so like I I think Galway will be the closest challengers to Limerick this year, and you know I think with Henry Shefflin, like I I think they'll be targeting the league as well. Um, and I think they'll be the team to beat in this competition. Yeah, it's going to be interesting one with Galway. I probably would say they're the closest to Limerick as well. A lot of Clare fans thinking they'll be the closest to Limerick because of getting them to extra time. But Galway, it's, it is a weird one because against Limerick, they were brilliant and all that. But they lost to Kilkenny in the Leinster final. Against Cork, Like I, I think any Cork and Galway fan would say in that quarterfinal, it wasn't the fact that Galway won it. Cork lost it with the amount of wides they had. They missed 2-12 in the first half. So mm-hmm. is that kind of an... Is that kind of a trait that uh, compares Galway and Wexford or makes them similar in a way that one day they're absolutely brilliant and then the next day they don't perform particularly too well? Yeah, like in, in some ways they're probably two similar sides in some ways in the, in the sense that they both had new managers in their first season who were trying to figure things out, trying to put their own shape on it. And because it was their first you know, full season in charge, like you did see some inconsistencies there. Um, and as you said there, like with the core game, they, they definitely should have been beaten that day. And it's kind of weird how you can, you know, how one performance can change things. Like if Galway had been beat by Cork in the quarterfinals, you know, I think there would have been a lot of negativity around Galway in the fan base. And, you know, some people saying, are they moving in the right direction? But all of a sudden, you know, they obviously do come through that game. And then against Limerick, like they were, they were really, really good against them and, and very, very competitive. So, yeah, I think from a from a Galway perspective, from for both Wexford, they're they're probably two sides coming in in a similar fashion. But I do think Galway overall do have the better players, so I probably would, especially with the younger players. I think they're underage is a lot better, um, and that's why I I do fancy them to to turn over Wexford this weekend. Yeah, I'd probably go Galway as well. It's a chance to you know stamp their authority on this season as well. So I I'd back Galway to win this game and uh, the final game on a busy hurling day on Saturday. Live on RT2 is Cork against Limerick in Parky Keeve. The footballers didn't do well for Cork last weekend. The hurlers will be hoping to do well. They beat Limerick in the league last season. They, they seem to have the better of Limerick in the league, but obviously the main reason for that, Limerick don't really care about this competition. But it's an interesting one with Cork this year. Under Pat Ryan as the new manager, Pat Horgan's come out during the last few weeks saying there's a happier vibe around the camp as well. So, like, it's going to be an interesting one with Cork and an interesting one with Limerick to see how much they care about this competition. 100%, yeah, like, and, like, it is a strange one, all right, I think if anyone's predicting this during the championship, they're going with Limerick, but I think as of right now, for the league, I think most people will go with Cork, so you just don't really know, like, what sort of Limerick are, are going to turn up, like, I've seen a lot of the team was away in Dubai, I think, um, like, a, a couple of weeks ago, like, and, and doing training over there, so you can't imagine that a lot of those players will, will be there, Um. But in saying that, you know, they I think Limerick were what in an under twenty All Ireland final last year. Um, so there's bound to be some players that are potentially gonna come in, you know, from that side, maybe the likes of Aiden O'Connor, who looked impressive at different times. Um, could he maybe make a bit of an impact for, for this Limerick side? So um yeah, but I would agree with you as well. I think with Cork and you know, they they've plenty of, of young talent. I think the big thing for Pat Ryan really, I think, will be to put the sort of the pieces of the jigsaw together because there's a lot of great players there. 
Um, it's just a matter of putting them putting them all together. Like a big fan of Alan Connolly, Dara Fitzgibbon as well. I think has been outstanding. Um, and obviously, where does Pat Horgan fit in? Because I suppose me and you have had the conversation before in terms of does he start, does he not? And there's probably maybe a bit of a split amongst Cork fans in terms of what they actually want. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what sort of spin Pat Ryan puts on this Cork side this year. That is an interesting point about Patrick Horgan. I actually, I actually brought it up after the league final, and a lot of Cork fans were coming for blood after that, um, after that comment. But like, there is a, there is a reason behind that. Like Patrick Horgan, let's not forget, he's 33, 34 years of age now. Like he's moving, mm. he's moving on to the latter stages of his career. They have young players, as you mentioned, Alan Connolly, Jack O'Connor's coming back into form as well. He scored a goal, I think, in the in the Munster League final, and he did well for UCC in the. Fitzgibbon Cup, so he's coming back into form. But you see the form that Jack O'Connor was on in that 2020 run to the All Ireland final, especially the game against Kilkenny. He was absolutely incredible in that All Ireland semi final. Then you also have Seamus Harvey, who's an experienced player, but has performed, I think, better than Horgan in the last few seasons. Maybe an un- unpopular opinion there. You have Connor Callan, who did well for St. Finbars. You have Brian Hayes, obviously left the footballers and he's come into the hurler, so like you may as well use him now. You also, as you mentioned there, Alan Connolly. You have Cormac Bosang coming in from Middleton as well. So, like, there's a plethora of car players there. You know, Dar Fitzgibbon as well, Ethan Tooby coming in from the Barris as well. So, like, there's mm-hmm. unreal players all over the team. And then you have a manager who won two under-20 titles in a row, All-Ireland titles. So, like, the signs are good for Cork, but we've said this all before, and Cork fall flat in their face. And added to the fact as well, they're encountering one of the greatest sides we've ever seen as well. So it's going to be still tough. Yeah, like I, I think from a Pat Ryan perspective, from, from a Cork perspective, like you'd nearly want to not just beat Limerick, but maybe actually put a bit of a beating on them, like beat them by 10, 15 points. And I know that sounds kind of a bit mental, but, you know, like you're playing them in the opening day of the league, like just go hell for letter, strong as possible and just put out a statement sort of victory. It bound to build a lot of confidence, as you said. It may, you know, I think a lot of supporters would maybe look at it and think, you know, you can't really take it too seriously because Limerick aren't anywhere near their absolute best, but it would still build a, a lot of confidence. And as you said there, like there's so much talent and it'd be interesting to see what way Shane Kingston fits into it as well. Like we've seen obviously under Kieran Kingston, he obviously wasn't always starting and he was coming off the bench and everything else and whether that was just a father or something, I really don't know. But I think like he, he I think you'd have to say like he was Cork's best hurler last year and probably has been for the last couple of years. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see what way they fit him into the side as well. Yeah, it would be very interesting. Like Shane Kingston's probably one of the best um, horrors that Cork have at this moment of time as well. But Limbrick's going to be an interesting one because um, because uh, you don't know who's going to start. You look at Aaron Gillan, will he start? Keith Lynch, will he recover? Carl O'Neill, will he stamp his authority on the team? But then you look at the young players coming through as well. Aidan O'Connor was impressive for the under-20s last season. Adam English, the same. You could mm. Shane O'Brien as well from Kilmallock, very, very good forward as well. Um, like so it's going to be interesting to see what team Limerick put out. Yeah, like I, I think as you said there, like Adam English, you know, you you will definitely see him making a, an impact into the side. And um, as you said, Cockle O'Neill, like I think he was probably one of the big standout players from the under twenties in the last sort of year or two. Um, and he's been a great addition, sort of coming off the bench and when he started as well. So yeah, like you'd probably look at sort of the fringe players to, to probably make a, a bit of a start. Um, the likes of Cotton O'Neill, as you said, Adam English, Aidan O'Connor potentially. 
Um, maybe some changes in around the midfield as well. Like it would be interesting. Like you probably will see one or two of the you know all Ireland winners in there. Um, but it, but again, it's just it's one of those things I think for John Coyley where he looks at the league almost as a preseason sort of competition, and you know it's very hard to to judge them. You can never really get carried away. Like I know sort of I think when Buff Egan was seeing Limerick get beat week out week in week out in the league, he got a bit excited and thought they wouldn't get out of the Munster Championship, but that's how it's been for the last two years. But in saying that, like John Coyley has won the league with Limerick before. Um, you know, I think they won it in 2020, I think it was. So it's an interesting one how we'll how we'll probably approach it, but um you would expect a, a lot of rotation there. Yeah, definitely so like but uh who do you think will win this game? So I I, I suspect you're going for Cork in this game and I, I'm going for Cork as well. I think they'll beat them pretty handily. Maybe it'll be a bit of a boring game. In many ways, both sides will be Cork will be trying out new players. Limburg probably the same as well. So, do you think Cork will get over the line at home? Yeah, I think I think it'll probably be six or seven. Um, I do think Limerick will do better in the league this year. Like I think they will. Like they won't be, you know, won't be just down to one win where they beat Westmead or whoever it is. I think there will be other wins in there, but I think there will probably be inconsistencies. And I think going away to Cork, the rivalry that's there. Um, the fact that it's Pat Ryan's first game, it's probably a very tough game to have, to be honest. Um, and I do think Cork will probably be one of the the stronger sides in the league. So yeah, I'd go with Cork to, to win by six. Definitely so, and uh, yeah, it should be a very interesting game on Saturday night. And uh, speaking of Westmead, they're away to Clare this weekend at Cusick Park at two o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because Clare under Brian Lowen, like he's been there a long time now at this stage. They made some serious strides last year, obviously getting that great Limber team all the way to extra time. They have good young players coming through, like Robin Mounsey. Mark Rogers is coming back from injury as well. You have Aidan McCarthy hopefully coming back into the team. Like Clare are some very good uh, young hurlers coming through. And Westmead made some very good strides as well. So um, both sides coming off the back of a decent 2022. Yeah, definitely, and Mark Rogers obviously as well. Like he's another one who's you know looked very good sort of in the in the, in the Fitzgibbon Cup, but has obviously struggled a little bit with injuries. So yeah, like I think this is realistically like a a wonderful chance for for Clare like to to do something special this year with some of the players that they they do have. Like obviously since getting Duggan back, you know from obviously when he was away in Australia, we all know the talent levels of Tony Kelly. But the the same thing is as well the likes of Peter Duggan, the likes of Tony Kelly. Like these lads are getting on a bit at the same time, though, and there is, you know, there the probably is a bit of a, a clock ticking for some of these lads as well in terms of, like, I don't think they're going to retire anytime soon or anything like that. I think, you know, they're obviously going to be there this season and they'll probably be there next season as well. But just there is that sort of thing where while they have as good as a team as they have, you know, I think they need to sort of capitalize on, as you said, there is good underage players coming through, like Mark Rogers and. A few others, like you mentioned, obviously Aidan McCarthy now is 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 obviously coming back into the fall, which is good to see. Um, and it's interesting because like the run of the range hasn't been too successful. Like they haven't really done much at under twenty or minor level in the last couple of years. And remember, Cork gave them an absolute trim in one year, um, by about thirty odd points. I think it might have been at minor or under twenty level. So it's interesting that they're still finding players to come through, even though they probably haven't been doing too well, sort of as a as a group. So. Yeah, and I think this is a perfect game against Westmead. Like to probably try out a couple of the younger players, but at the same time, it's a great opportunity for Westmead to to possibly cause an upset. He's definitely like another player that I forgot to mention as well, Shane Me, and I think he scored like a hat trick in um, a junior game as well. And I think he's still only eighteen or nineteen years of age. 
very, mm. very good player coming through the ranks as well. And a word on Westmead, like they've they've Joe Fortune in for another year this year. They've some very mm. good players coming through. Killian Doyle, very good player. Um, I think uh, Noel O'Brien is a very good player as well. They drew against Wexford obviously last year, and they provided Leash with an absolute hammering in the Leinster Championship as well. So, do you think Leash will, or sorry, Westmead will actually perform better than last year? Is there a potential to do that? Yeah, I think so. Like it, it's an interesting one because a lot of time when we see teams go up to the or go up to the Leinster Championship and go up to Division One, they sort of like they start well and then they do all right sort of around the beginning, but then. Once they start to get one or two hammerings, it just sort of goes downhill from there. Like I remember when Carlo were in the um the, the Leinster Championship a good couple of years ago, like they were fairly competitive, like and they actually put it up to Kilkenny, put it up to Dublin. They got relegated in the end, but you definitely got the feeling that their heads could be held high with how they competed and they've just never recovered really from that. So it's, it, it is a strange one, all right. But yeah, like a lot like what Westmead were obviously in division one a couple of years ago, I think twenty twenty one and things didn't go too well then. I remember they got hammered by Galway and did a few sort of disappointing results um, so again it's it's a hard one really but at the same time the opening sort of weekend is always a great opportunity because you will catch teams cold I mean Antrim beating Clare in the opening weekend of the league is a result that stands out you know and will Clare go full strength probably not Um, you know like a, you probably won't see Tony Kelly in this game or any of them lads maybe you will but you just get the feeling that they might be, you know, rested for further down the line. So it's a huge opportunity for Westmead, no doubt. Definitely is, yeah. But do you think Westmead will put off a similar shock that Antrim did a few seasons ago against Clare? Or do you think Clare will just have enough to win this game? Yeah, like I'd, I'd kind of nearly love to predict the draw just for just for laughs, really. But to be honest, I just think, like, I just think with Clare's younger lads, even, like, I think they do have, even with, even with the fact they might rotate, I think they still have a good couple of lads coming in there, um, you know, and 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 they kind of proved last year that although when Tony Kelly's on it, they're one hundred times better, but they do have other lads that are you know chipping in the likes of Shane O'Donnell, a few other lads doing well. Aaron Shanahan is not a bad player as well, so yeah, I I, I do think Clare will come through, but I do think it'll be closer than what people think, and it might only be two or three points. Maybe so. Like I remember Westmead actually put it up to Watford one season as well. I think that was the same mm. season that Antrim. Be clear, but then the next week, Cork scores seven goals past them as well. So you don't know with this West Speed team, but I think Clare should have enough. Like they have good youngsters coming through, they will be given a chance. And uh, Brian Lowe will be looking for a second good season under his belt to Clare. And um, yeah, the final game in Division One of the weekend is on TG Carr, the Ford coverage. It's Watford against Dublin in Fratterfield at half two. Like interesting game, both sides under new management. Well, Watford have a returnee in many ways in Davy Fitz. Coming back, and coincidentally, Davy Fitz was the last manager to win the Munster title with Watford. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he gets on. Obviously, he he had his first uh, game against the underdogs, where that was a hammering in its own right. But uh, Dublin under B Hall Donahue, I'm sure you'll be paying close attention to that. So, it should be an interesting game. Yeah, like it, it definitely should be. Like two new managers going in there, and I think I'm very excited to see sort of, you know, what uh, Michal Donahue can bring to to this Dublin team. Like, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of like good players who've been on the fringes or like been in and around the squad the last couple of years, but maybe haven't made the step up, you know. And even looking at Kim Croaks this year, like Alex Considine looks like a very, very good player. I think he's a potential to really cause a lot of problems for defences this year. Dara Purcell's been another who's, you know, done well with the under twenties. 
Um, you know, and even if you look at some other sort of younger lads like Dara Gray, who's kind of been in now of the team, looked very good in 2021, but didn't feature too much last year. Um, and you still have experience heads in there like Owen O'Donnell, you know, in a full back and um, you know, he's obviously staying on with the hurlers, which is good to see, and committing to the hurlers, which I think is good to see. Um, and of course, then you have, you know, Danny Sutcliffe and a few other lads to, to come in and, and make an impact. So yeah, like Dublin, they have a lot of very good players in around the county. Club level is always very strong. I think for me, Hall Donahue will just be about managing that transition now from the sort of older lads and really sort of focusing now on some of the younger lads, um, the likes of Alice Considine and, and Daryl Purcell. And I think getting the best out of Ronan Hayes, I think, is critical as well because you see when he's on it, he's a phenomenal player, but probably just hasn't been consistent enough really for, for Dublin and even though Chemical Croaks at times this year he, he he was a little bit quiet. So trying to get the best out of him I think will be critical from a from a Dublin perspective. But I think it's a it's a nice game to play with Waterford, I think. I think it's a game we can definitely be team we can definitely be. Um and I think the league we we, we have caused a few good wins here and there. So it'll be interesting no doubt to see how we uh, approach this one. Could it be interesting with Dublin, all right? Because like you gave some very good players like Alex Hansen, you mentioned there, or Lord Kilba Cup players like Oshie O'Rourke, obviously Prescott in the club championship as well. You have very good players all over the field. Rory Hayes is another one that performs well in a few games and then goes missing in another few games. Is another big player. Sean Curry is the one that I think is absolutely outstanding for the Fiend, if that's his name. He's an incredible hurt. I think he scored like 10 points from play in the Dublin final one year and he was mm. incredible. So like yeah. you have these very good players for Dublin. So do you think Michal Dunne, who is the right man to take on the mantle to gel these brilliant talents together? I think so, yeah. Like and, and even another player who caught the eye during the Walsh Cup as well was Andrew James Murphy, who looked very good for Nafina at different times um this year as well. Like so he's a he's another one that could that could catch the eye. Um and yeah, like it, it, it's it's strange and all right, because like like Michal Donahue, like how much has he realistically has he watched Dublin hurling down the years? Like I know, obviously he's been on the Sunday game, and you know he's a hurling madman. Like I'm sure he's watching games up and down the country all the time. But you know, like it might take a couple of years really to sort of really fully invest himself with Dublin. So I don't expect us to be, you know, I don't expect us to cause any major shocks this year. Like you know, get to an all or a final semi final or, or or anything like that. I think. Best case scenario, probably for us Dublin fans, is you know getting out of Leinster, maybe getting to a quarter final, um, and seeing kind of where things go from there. But the league is a great opportunity because a lot of teams will be resting players and they will be trying different things out. And like if Dublin could get to a league semi final or even a league final, like I think that would be huge for for Dublin, um, and the exposure it would give to hurling in the county as well. Um, so like I'm hoping we do treat the league seriously, but. I would still expect me all done who to sort of rotate at different times throughout the league, you know. Interesting one with Watford actually, because uh, over the last few weeks, like two weeks ago, we were thinking Davy Fitz is going to stamp his authority on the team, and you've good players coming through. They won the league for a reason last year. They're incredible talents. You look at Bally Gunner over the last few years, successes there. But you've had three exits in the in the last week or so. You've Park Manny retired. Obviously, we wish him a happy retirement unbelievable hurler and uh, yeah hopefully he recovers from injuries with his club Bally Gunner but you also had two players Ian Kenny and Mikey Manny they might not be the glitz and glamour really but Ian Kenny particularly he was a cornerback for um, Watford's run to the all Ireland final in 2020 Mikey Manny was an excellent player for Bally Gunner so do you think them three losses to the Watford team will kind of derail them a bit or do you think 
Davy Fitz will still rally the troops. Yeah, like it's, it's it's an interesting one. I think Ian Kenny was definitely the, the surprise one there. Like he's a young enough player, so in terms of him, obviously, like not making himself available, like I think was a bit of a surprise. But I think at the same time, like yeah, from from a Waterford perspective, they do have a lot of very good players up and down the country. Um, and it might be one of them things with Davy Fitz coming in. He he kind of does tend to split opinion, and there tends to be this kind of thing when he goes to counties where. There will be players who don't want to play, um, you know, and, and whether it's just Davy Fitz causing a bad first impression or because of the playing style and, and everything else, um, you, you just don't really know sort of what goes into it. But look, I think, you know, from I was listening to Desi Hutchinson in an interview a couple of weeks ago speaking about Davy Fitz and it does seem like a lot of Waterford lads are happy with him coming in and they're really excited. And, you know, I think what Davy Fitz will bring to you is commitments. You know, I think we're... Liam Cahill, there probably was always this sort of cloud in the background where you sort of knew at some point he was going to go to Tipperary. Um, you know, so what, like I think last year, they're probably the buy-in maybe fell off a bit, you know, when things started to turn south in the Munster Championship. But there's a lot of very good players that could be interested to see even if Patrick Fitzgerald even makes a bit of a... I know obviously he's young enough, so he'll probably play with the under-20s, I'd, I'd suspect. But, you know, he's he looks very good for, for Ballygunner. Um and then is it a case that you give him one or two games in the league and then he goes to play with the under 20s for the championship? But, um, like, the, you know, still plenty of talent. Like, Desi Hutchinson, I think, is one of the best hurlers in his country on in the country on his day. Austin Gleason, you know, the role he'll play. So, there's still a lot of very, very good players. And I think even without Paul McMahony, I, I still think Waterford have enough forwards there. Um, to be competitive and, and and to be there thereabouts in the league and possibly even the All Ireland as well. Would you be confident as a Dublin fan that you win this game at least against Watford? Like it'll be some state of attempt if you go all the way down to Farfield and get a win here. Yeah, I, I actually think we will beat them to be honest. Like I think with Watford there will be, you know, with Ballygunner obviously going as far as they did in the in the All Ireland Championship, going up to the semi finals. I think um there might be a bit of rotation there. We nearly beat Waterford last year as well in the league. I think we might drew with them or it was there thereabouts anyways. Um, I know we beat Tipperary. So, yeah, like I'd be I'd be confident enough that we could go there. So, yeah, well, maybe I'll make a bold prediction and say we'll beat them by uh, two points. Very, very bold. No, I, I, I thought um, Waterford would have been in the obvious pick, though, with Davy Fitz in charge. But, like, he usually does well in the league, Davy Fitz. So, mm. it's going to be it's going to be tight. Going to be very tight, but I'm going to go Watford by a point. I think they'll just swig it. It's going to be an interesting year for Watford. Indeed, um, we'll just go over some Division 2A fixtures, just to mention it briefly, like uh, Carlo against Kildare. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because Carlo have good players, possibly up there with the Leach and Westmead. Kildare, like Nace, reaching the Leinster semi-finals in the club championship, will give the county a huge boost. David Herity, obviously, still charged there. So... Yeah, this is um, the potential to be an interesting game. Who do you see winning here? Yeah, like I, th- I think I'd go for maybe another ball prediction, go for Kildare to, to pull off the victory. Like I think, yeah, like I, m- I remember when they came up to the John McDonough two years ago and obviously as they've sort of been rising through the ranks in Division 2 and everything else, you're sort of looking at them to be that team to cause a surprise. And, you know, two years ago when they were, when they were in the John McDonough, it just didn't quite happen in the end. Um, and they ended up obviously getting relegated. Um, and now obviously they're back in the in, in the John McDonough this year. But yeah, like Jack Sheridan's a very, very good hurler. Brian Byrne as well. Like they've a lot of good players there. And I think the work that's been been done in Nice, I think can't go unnoticed. 
and there's a real stronghold brewing of both football and hurling there. And I think the work that's been done, you know, in Nice in particular, in the GEA has been outstanding. So, yeah, I'd go for Kildare to, to pull off the win here. Yeah, I'm actually going to go for Kildare as well. I know Carlos some very good players. Chris Nolan in particular, I'm really impressed with Martin Kavna there as well. You have the St. Mullins players who played against Kilbacode recently in the Leinster Championship. But I think Kildare Hurling's on the rise. I think it looks very good, like James Burke, Jack Sheridan, as you mentioned. Some very good players, Brian Bird as well. Um, you have, uh, There was one particular footballer, I forget his name now, but he's come into the panel as well. So yeah, Kildare has some very good players at Oldsfield. And then another interesting game is on a 1 o'clock on Sunday in Ballycran, down against Offaly. Well, Offaly are under John, Johnny Kelly as a new manager, and Offaly, you know, they did well last season. They were just pipped at the last particular moment to get it to a Joe McDonough Cup final, they just missed out on a whisker. And Down got to the league final last season. A lot of people seem to forget that. They were obviously beaten by Westfield in that first double hitter last season. So um, do you think Down will continue their league form into this season or do you think off-league will get a bounce off Johnny Kelly? Yeah, it's an interesting one with Down, all right, because when you were looking at it on Scorpio and when you were looking at highlights of matches and everything else, you were thinking like they are causing a lot of surprises and shocks. Um, and it was probably disappointing maybe on Allianz League Sunday and everything else that we, we we don't get to see them enough really, um, which I think is is disappointing. Like it probably is a hard one to call. Like I know Paul Shields is looking outstanding for down in the last couple of years. I think he's been one of their their big players. But being honest, it's you know, the knowledge probably isn't there to to really know. But um, you would look at Offaly and and sort of the success that's been happening at underage level, the players that have been coming through. Um, and I think for them, like since they obviously went down to the Christie Ring a couple of years ago, the real expectation has been that they will sort of rise back up through the ranks and get back to the Leinster Championship eventually, which is the aim. So, um, yeah, like I, I think Johnny Kelly, I think you'd expect him to carry on the good work of, you know, the previous management. Um, and it's a hard one to, to call, but may, maybe awfully slightly. But at the same time, if I seen down won this game, that it wouldn't surprise me that much either. Yeah, exactly. I, I, even away from home, I think Offley will probably win this game. Like uh, Mike Fenley did some brilliant work with uh, Offley, but I think he's joined with Kilkenny now. So Johnny Kelly's taken up the mantle. But um, yeah, I think Offley, they, they have the players. Like you look at their minor success as well against Tipperary last season. They could have easily won that game. So should be very interesting to see how they develop. And uh, yeah, we, we're going to move on to the next video with uh, football in the next episode. So uh, for this particular episode with the hurling leave a like subscribe follow ga statsman on instagram of course subscribe to ga fan tv on youtube and on to the next video and um, the football video i'll see you in the next one